0: Welcome to Live from Size Lounge, showcasing alumni of Iowa State University and Cyclones Everywhere, making communities, Iowa, and the world a better place. Well, good morning, and welcome to Live from Size Lounge. My name is Matt Van Winkle here with the ISU Alumni Association. This week marks one year since we began in doing these live from size lounge interviews with Iowa State alums and when the COVID-19 pandemic distanced us from connecting face to face. We created this program to better tell the stories of cyclones everywhere who are making their communities, Iowa and the world a better place. Thanks to the support of ISU Alumni Association members, we've been able to grow this program over the past year. And to celebrate, we're gonna be doing a giveaway to those watching live with us today. All you have to do is enter in the hashtag cyclones everywhere into the chat, wherever you're watching from, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and you're gonna receive one of these Cyclones Everywhere Iowa State University alumni flags. You can hang right in your home office, wherever you want. Uh, we're gonna be sending those out to two different people uh, here at the end of the show. So, again, just enter hashtag cyclones everywhere, just like you see on your screen there, um, into the chat, and you're going to be entered to win one of these cool, once again, these cool cyclones everywhere flags. And we're going to send a couple of these to our guests here today to, to autograph, and maybe we'll give those away as well uh, during a couple of different uh, live events here in the next coming weeks. All right. Well, our guest today was one of the first that we brought on uh, way back when we started these over a year ago. So we thought we'd bring, uh, bring him on again, have it, make it fitting to have him back on uh, more than a year later. So Clayton Anderson is our guest today. Clayton is a retired NASA, NASA astronaut who was part of five missions to the International Space Station. He received his Master of Science in Aerospace Engineering at Iowa State University in 1983 and is a distinguished faculty fellow in the Aerospace Engineering Program. Clayton is also a published author and has a new children's book out called Letters from Space. We'll get into more of that here with Clayton in just a minute, but let's bring him on right now. Let's bring on our special guest, Clayton Anderson. Thanks for joining me, Clayton. Yeah, Matt. Hello, Cyclones everywhere. Hello, everyone. Clayton, you are firstly, as I said, our first return guest. How does that feel?
1: uh i think it's good right
0: <laughs> it's a good thing well when we started these we did the, we were doing them on instagram live right so you joined us over on your instagram uh mm-hmm. and then we shifted these over to um to here to our facebook our twitter our youtube so mm-hmm. we've got more of a reach to, to re- literally reach cyclones everywhere now so i uh, really appreciate you coming back on with us here today so so last time we talked with you uh the pandemic really had just started um things were just getting kind of shut down and Social distancing was a new term, uh, You know, face masks were being worn. Uh, what has this past year been like for you uh, and your family? You're down in Texas, right?
1: Right, um, I'm southeast of Houston, between Galveston and Houston. Um, the whole thing has been unique, obviously, and, and painful in many different ways. You know, my mother-in-law is 91 and she lives down here near us. And, you know, to not be able to, touch her and hug her and spend time with her. Uh, It wasn't such a big deal for me and my wife, but think about her being 91 uh, people need that uh, touch that physical presence. and, And I think that's probably one of the worst aspects of the lockdown. And then of course there's all sorts of arguments out there as to whether or not we needed to lock down and should we have locked down for so long and yada, yada, yada. So, Uh, I'm really excited that uh, Texas leads the way or helps to lead the way. Our mask mandates are lifted. Um, You know, we're filling in the Minute Maid Park for the Astros games with the Dodgers next week. So, you know, it's starting to get back to normal. I think NASA's sending some people back on site for the first time in 12 months. And um, so it's good. It's good to get back. I want to get back to the normal we knew before all this started.
0: Yeah, it's just something that crossed my mind with you being an astronaut, spending so much time up in space. Uh, isolation for you is something that you're probably, you were probably used to at that point back in your career <laughs> as, as, as a, strange as it might sound, but um, was that experience being in space? Did that, um, do you like spending time alone or what, or, I mean, I know you weren't by yourself up in space, but being around just a few people or do you like being around large crowds or what, what kind of settings do you prefer?
1: It kind of depends on what I'm doing. If I'm speaking, I love to have big crowds. I like to be there with the crowd. I like to interact with them, especially if children are involved. But when we lived on the space station, it was just two Russians and me. And we, you know, the, the different part is we knew that was the expectation. That was what we trained for. That's what we planned for. We knew we were going to go up there. We knew we were going to be alone, just the three of us for most of the time. And so that was our expectation, right? When the when the pandemic hit, nobody had an expectation that they were gonna lock down in their house and that they couldn't have people over and that they couldn't go to stores and they had to wear masks and all that craziness. So um, it was a bit of a different um, paradigm for everybody. And I think that's what made it so hard. When I lived in space, I had exercise equipment. I had all the food I needed. I had uh, leisure activities I could do with help from the ground. I could look out the window and see the earth. Um, And all that was expected. But when you're sitting in your house and you're locked in a room and you have to do your job from that room and you have to exercise in that room and you don't have any exercise equipment and you can't go to the gym. I mean, all those things are uh, pretty heavy burdens on normal people, right, who are used to hopping in their car, going to the grocery store, going to the movies, going to the gym, Uh, Going to a restaurant. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's how people let off steam. That's how people deal with things. And as an astronaut, your expectation was you weren't going to be able to do that for six months. Okay, I signed up for that. So it's okay. And Fyodor and Oleg, my two Russian cosmonaut buddies, and I, we had a great life together for the five months we were up there in space. Um, And I would assume most people adapted and had a good life going on in quarantine but but unfortunately it's not the case for everyone right there are those that were locked down and didn't have access to the things that uh, somebody like me had access to so um but like i told everybody back then it's you know you have to have a plan you have to stick to that plan you have to have time for your personal well-being you know you can't focus on your kids and your job and totally to the detriment of your uh, psyche, and you have to be able right. to do things that allow you to let down your hair a little bit. Um, and that's hard for people to do when everything is taken away from them.
0: I think a lot of people, a lot of us down here during quarantine were feeling like, man, I wish I could be up in space right now, get away from all of this, right? <laughs> I bet you kind of felt that at one point uh, a few months back. but. Clayton, for those of you, uh, for those who haven't maybe followed your career, tell us about what it was like being an astronaut, being part of five missions to the International Space Station.
1: First of all, shame on those who didn't follow my career. I know, gosh. (laughs) I mean, I'm the only, the only Iowa State astronaut. There are eight astronauts from the state of Iowa, but none of them went to Iowa State. I'm the only one. Yeah, I came from Nebraska, but I got to Iowa State as quickly as I could. Um, And being an astronaut is a huge of pride for me. Uh, I am honored to be the first Nebraskan and so far the only Nebraskan and the only Iowa State uh, alum to ever be selected as an astronaut. So those are very important to me. The, the career that I had for 15 years as an astronaut was amazing. I got to do things that I never thought I would get to do. I got to travel. I got to fly jets. I got to scuba dive. I lived underwater in an ocean. Um, You know, I went on survival training in the mountains of Wyoming in the winter, in the summer. I did it in Russia. Uh, I learned to speak Russian. Um, I met some amazing people throughout those journeys. And I got to represent Iowa State when I got to. So um, I'm very blessed. I don't know how I stumbled on this career and the success that I had, but uh, I'm very grateful for the
0: opportunity. We talked about this last time we spoke, but some of the cool things I think you got to do up there was you brought a camera up there and you got to take some really unique uh, pictures. I think we'll see here in a second, but you got to take some, some cool selfies with Earth in the background. And uh, you may have taken one of the, well, I don't wanna say the first selfie, because I think that was that belongs to a different astronaut, right? <laughs> yeah, Buzz, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, Buzz, yeah. But you took some really neat pictures. What? Are, do you still like to take photography? Are you a, a photography enthusiast down here now? Or do you, uh, was that was just a, a thing you like to do to keep occupied up in space?
1: To a certain level, I do it on the ground as well. There's the second best yeah. selfie. Uh, I go. have a better selfie than that, but uh, uh, you know. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yes, most astronauts do that spherical bubble of water. So that's kind of a, there's the best oh, there selfie you. ever taken right there. And Buzz Aldrin, to you, it's still the best. So um, that's cool. But I love to take pictures. I took a lot of pictures of my son when he played football at Iowa State. Um, You know, I had a telephoto lens that I was able to bring into the stadium, although some stadiums barked at bringing a telephoto lens for some silly reason. But uh, I captured a lot of his stuff on film or on digital. And my daughter uh, was a theater person in high school and, uh, that was my passion was taking pictures of them. Um, you know, when my son played high school basketball, <clears throat> I could be pretty vocal in the stands. So the best way for me to keep my mouth shut was to put a camera in my hand, set me on the floor underneath one of the baskets and just let me take pictures. And then I didn't blab so much. So <laughs> it was kind of a, a psychological, uh, calming mechanism for me as a dad, but um, I'm not the best. Photo- there are way better astronaut photographers than me. It's, it's a skill that you learn and you can get better at when you're in space. Uh, I have some very, very cool pictures that I'm very proud of. I captured uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers Memorial Stadium during a game with Texas A&M. That's one of my favorites. I captured the pyramids in Egypt, um, uh, North Platte, the North and South Platte Rivers in western Nebraska. So I have those favorites of mine. Um, and I still like to take pictures. I just don't I don't have a focus. I don't say, OK, I'm going to take more pictures. I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to take pictures of alligators or birds or whatever. I just kind of do it as the spirit moves me.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, very few people get the chance to, to have that perspective and that view. So for you to be able to take the quality pictures you did, that's really cool to be able to share with the rest of us. But you turn you turn a lot of those experiences in space. Uh, as an astronaut into a number of books. I see a few of them behind you, behind your head there, uh, including one that came out last year, Letters from Space. Uh, give our audience an idea of what this new book's about.
1: So Letters from Space is, came out in September, and it's based on uh, the idea of communication. That, And it, it's kind of nice that it came out at the head of the pandemic, because uh, the book talks about reaching out me reaching out from space to people on earth and them, them reaching back and that ability to communicate was really important during the pandemic. Right. I hope a lot of people reached out and called and wrote letters and, and emailed relatives and friends that they hadn't seen in a while because there was nothing else to do. Um, But this book is based on actual things that happen in space. Uh, The letters are fictitious to a, to a part. Um, But The idea was to expose kids to to cool things about outer space by writing letters to them. So, um, you know, the dog in that picture right there, that's Cosmo. That was my son's dachshund. So he's part of the book and my son and daughter are part of the book. A a teacher that I had in junior high in Ashland, Nebraska is part of the book. And I guess one of the coolest stories for me is uh, when the kids were sitting in the apple tree because that's what we actually did back in Ashland, Nebraska on the weekends, we would climb into my buddy's apple tree and he had a box of comic books and we'd wedge the comic books in the branches of the apple tree and we'd sit in the tree and eat apples and read comic books all day. And that was kind of how my love of, of reading began because I was really big into Superman and Batman and Robin comic books.
0: Very cool. I love, you know, I love the illustrations in that book. Um, what, what, you know, I was reading the description of the book. One of the quotes was outrageous, true stories from life in space, Clayton. What's one of those uh, stories that you might be able to share with us here?
1: I don't know how outrageous they are, (laughs) but you know, I flew to the bathroom and I flew while I was going to the bathroom every day. Um, We did grow plants uh, on the space station. I did not have much success. So that part's not in the the book, but uh, I grew lettuce and basil seeds and it turns out that I overwatered them. I had the basil seeds were Nebraska and the lettuce seeds were Iowa State. And so I did a football game and I took the time that I was supposed to grow these seeds, I broke it into four quarters and halftime. And so I would call out the score to the ground after every quarter based on how many seeds had uh, popped out.
0: Nice. <laughs> uh,
1: unfortunately, though, I overwatered everything because I followed the procedures. And it turns out that uh, they all molded and they died. So I wasn't very successful as a horticulturist in outer space.
0: That's all right. That sounds, that sounds really like a fun experiment to do. And that's, again, something to keep you busy while you're up there, I guess. We'll have a little fun with, with your home states of Iowa and Nebraska, right?
1: <laughs> and the kids, yeah, the, the container that the plants were being grown in was yep. an experiment for kids on the ground. So they <laughs> were challenged to make their own plant growth chamber And to modify their stuff based on what i was telling them uh, from space so that was cool anytime you can get kids involved in this stuff it's it's always better
0: yeah like i said the illustrations in this book like we were showing here just a second ago are really really cool Um, i know the last time we talked you were telling me about how you became interested in space at an early age uh, watching the apollo 8 go behind the moon how much fun was it to kind of share your experiences as an astronaut Uh, in this fun way in a children's book?
1: I really like the children's book genre. I've been challenged to write a murder, fictional murder mystery in space. Uh, Someday I may get to that, I don't know. But children's books are easy for me, uh, mostly because my mentality is at a children's level most of the time. So um, when I can share these stories and, and letters and AS for Astronaut with some poems about space things, it's just really cool to be able to give kids something to hold on to that has space related to it. And it's written by an astronaut. There are a lot of books about space stuff, but they're not written by astronauts. So um, I take great pride in my work. Uh, Susan Battery, who is the illustrator for letters from space, lives in Budapest, Hungary, and she's an amazing illustrator. Uh, Scott Brundage from New York illustrated AS for astronaut. He's amazing, uh, but they're totally different. And, When Sleeping Bear Press, the publisher told me who my illustrators were, I I had no input. So I'm just waiting to see what they were going to do. And man, when I got their drafts, both of them just blew me out of the water. It was amazing. It was was perfect. So um, I'm working on Sleeping Bear Press with a new book uh, that should come out in a year. And so I'm very excited to get the contract going and then get the illustrator I've done my part, but we just need the illustrations to go with it. So hopefully I'll have another one coming out in a year.
0: All right. Stay tuned for that. Uh, Tell people where they can find this book. I know Amazon is where I saw it. Anywhere else that people uh, around the country can find this book? Amazon, Barnes &
1: Noble. Um, If you want autographed copies, you can go to my website, astroclay.com, and uh, I'll autograph them for you as you tell me to, and I'll ship them to you. Uh, They're a little more expensive. Uh, You know, if you go on Amazon, they have sales periodically. So it's kind of whatever your your needs are. Uh, And if you're ever in League City, you can just come over to the house and I'll sign a couple copies for you.
0: Very cool. Well, Clayton, I love uh, getting your thoughts about the latest news uh, in space. And back in February, NASA landed the Perseverance rover on Mars and has been sending back some really, really cool images and video uh, from the planet. So why, why are missions like these so important for NASA and for the world as well? Um,
1: I have a different philosophy than most astronauts here. Uh, I don't care what the destination is. I don't care if it's the moon Well, I do, but you know, if it's the moon or Mars or some asteroid somewhere, because it's not where you're going so much as the technology that you develop along the way. And most of that technology then has applications for all humans back on Earth. And that's what's most important. If you are going to put money as an American taxpayer into this sort of thing, then there should be a payback. Um, And most of the time there is a payback. We just don't advertise it. NASA is not very good at advertising those things. If you go to uh, the NASA spinoff website, you can find a lot of the things that have benefited folks on Earth from uh air jordan tennis shoes to artificial sows to uh center pivot irrigation systems to um, your cell phones and your laptop computers and the satellites that help you talk to people around the world all that stuff has bearings from nasa technology development because we try to explore space is it better to go to the moon or to mars or to the asteroid yeah, I think I'd start with the moon just because it's closer. But uh, the point for me is I want people to know that spaceflight is an investment. And when their tax dollars go toward that entity, they're going to get a payback. Uh, for example, Apollo, some people say Apollo paid back seven to one on the dollar. And some say it was as high as twenty dollars to one dollar. Well, who among us won't take a seven dollar return on their investment? Right. Yeah. Um, So that's why it's important.
0: Yeah, I mean, these images are really are pretty cool. And now that we have the type of cameras that we can send there uh, and see the video, I think that's what's really fascinating people is to hear the sounds and to see the video. Uh, from ours is really, really incredible. Uh, Well, once again, uh, we're going to be giving away a couple of these flags, and Clayton has agreed to sign these flags for you guys. So uh, we're going to send a couple of him to to, to out to Texas and have him sign those. So once again, if you're watching right now, go ahead and comment uh, in the chat, hashtag cyclones everywhere. We're going to be giving away a couple of these flags. So uh, once again, hashtag cyclones everywhere uh, in the chat, you'll get a sign. we'll, We'll just send you those now, Clayton, so you can send those out to the people watching today uh, my pleasure. A, a, a nice special treat for those people so uh, we'll pick a winner here in, in just a few minutes but Clayton thanks again for coming on and being our first return guest
1: my pleasure I guess we're already into summer reruns
0: huh yeah, there you go yeah but it's a new but it's a fresh new perspective with your new book uh, letters from space that's out uh, so make sure you check that out uh, amazon.com uh, Barnes and Noble as Clayton said or uh, Astro Clay. Com. So, you, Clayton, again. You can also get
1: Astro Clay merchandise on astroclay.com slash shop. And that's where you'll find books, stickers, clothing, hats, all sorts of stuff with Astro Clay logos. So,
0: and I know the uh, the bookstore here on campus also sells your books as well. So, if you're ever in Ames visiting campus, make sure you can check that out as well. Clayton, uh, thanks again and enjoy the rest of your week. All right. Thanks, Matt. All right. And thanks. thanks. My everywhere. Thank you so much. All right. That's Clayton Anderson. Retired NASA astronaut. Again, we'll remind you one more time uh, hashtag cyclones everywhere in the chat. I see some people already commenting uh, their entries, so we'll pick a winner here uh, in just a few minutes at the end of the show. Type uh, hashtag cyclones everywhere in the chat. But first, we want to highlight some of our favorite moments uh, from the past year of live from Size Lounge interviews. So enjoy this montage that we put together from one year of live from Size Lounge. Everybody's going through
1: something and I always try to choose uh, positivity. You're going to have challenges um, in life and things aren't going to continuously, you know, go your way. But how you choose to react to them is really going to determine how your life ends up.
0: So it has taken us a hundred years. Let's not even count the years before we got to that. Okay. To right. get a woman to one of the highest levels in our government. And there's absolutely no reason that it shouldn't be. So our goal obviously is to get to the point where women at all levels of government are not as seen as something unique or special. Uh, but it's something that's considered as normal.
1: One thing that I heard from a number of people was that as soon as the storm passed and and you know the sun came back out all you could hear was chainsaws running and people were you know got out to their garages or their sheds got their chainsaw they were clearing their debris they were reaching out to their neighbors and clearing debris and just just neighbors helping neighbors The support that I got at Iowa State to be able to you know follow my heart chase my dreams, People believing in me and things that I didn't quite believe in myself, I think is something that I will always
0: carry with me. Um, this is a top priority that, that we keep everyone as safe as possible. Um, and so we, you know, as I said, everything is changing constantly. And so we really try to keep on top of um, anything that we need to modify or do differently as we learn more about COVID-19. I sold a TV show to a, a, a network and um a tv show that i'm going to star in and writing and, and producing and um so i'm back in iowa just writing that and it's it's, it's a story about like me growing up in iowa and um oh, cool yeah and it's and it's my the biggest thing i've done and the thing i'm the most proud of so far i was super excited because i'd never gotten the, the email for the second round before but i was still trying to you know i guess not get my hopes up too high because Many people go through the the second round like multiple times before they actually get invited to the show, um, and, and so I, I think the even bigger moment was when I uh, got called by uh, one of the contestant coordinators to to uh, to like kind of book my availability for the taping day. I have uh, gotten to the brink of of really. Um, a scary place in my life that I don't want others to go. And so I I started talking about it, Mm -hmm. but it's really allowed me not just to be an advocate, obviously, for other people and trying to prevent folks from getting into crisis mode, um, but it's also allowed me to be an advocate for myself, finally, um, and and live out a life that is truer and more real and um, certainly involves medication and therapy and um, help along the way. But um, talking very openly about my mental illness um, has certainly improved my mental health, and hopefully, it's improving the mental health of the people that that hear me talk.
1: Here's to next year. There's better times ahead.
0: Well, thanks to all of our incredible alumni who have joined us in the past year. All of those interviews are available to view on the ISUAA Facebook and YouTube pages, as well as podcasts, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, iHeart. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the Alumni Association interviews right there. All right, it's time to pick a winner for the Cyclones Everywhere flags. We'll give people just a, a couple of seconds if they ha- are just joining us here to enter in into the comments in the chat. Hashtag Cyclones Everywhere. Looks like we've got three people, so enough to, to give away at least two of these. Uh, but if you want to enter in your hashtag Cyclones Everywhere into the chat, we're going to be drawing for uh, two of these signed Clayton Anderson Cyclones Everywhere flags. Um, thanks again to Clayton for agreeing to do that. We'll get those to him and get those signed and mailed out to you guys wherever you're watching from. All right, we'll do, we'll start drawing right now. We'll do our first one. Looks like we've got three entries. All right, Philip Philip's going to be the first winner for our signed Cyclones Everywhere flag. And let's do one more. We'll draw again for one more. All right, Annie. Congratulations, Annie. You'll be our second winner of our Cyclones Everywhere flag signed by uh, Iowa State NASA astronaut Clayton. Anderson all right thank you so much for watching Uh, we'll get those flags to you guys and we'll be in touch with you uh, whoever you the two of you are for winning those flags Uh, congratulations and we'll be in touch soon thanks so much for watching Uh, we'll be live again in a couple weeks uh, here on size lounge so thanks again for all those who have watched over the past year and who watched with us live here today have a great rest of your week and go cyclones This series is made possible by members of the Alumni Association. If you are interested in staying connected to the university and receiving all the benefits and services of being a member, visit isualum.org.